Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Welcome to the LEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. That's at Bragley, B-R-A-G-G. And I'm here with the Walt Frazier of Podcast Host. That's right. Brandon Dubich is playing injured. He's only eight days away from having a baby, or a couple days, nine days away from having a baby. So he has to make sure all of the attention is on him. Um, you can find him on Twitter. That's at Brandon Dubich. That's Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H, along with producer Seth, who is constantly judging us in the background. You can block him on Twitter at Setah5, S-E-T-A-H-5. What's up, Brando? Hey, much like Michigan State, I'm making the headlines for all the wrong reasons, you know? <laughs> Oh, God. We, uh, I'm not sure we can. <laughs> Come on, Power that was through. a good one, though. Power that through. Was a, <laughs> that was a good one. All right. Well, as long as I, I thankfully somebody cut me off before I could say what I was going to say. So that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So we're going to talk game six. We're going to talk Michigan State. Um, but before we do, let's do our usual thing news. We've got another freaking commit, man. Every week we have to talk about somebody else that commits to our football team. Now let's talk about Philip Dunham. Do you know much about this one? Sleeper candidate. Yeah, I guess he sleeper. was just tearing up camps. Like he was at camps full of four and five star studs. This guy's a zero star. He's not even rated. Um, and he was winning um, awards at some of these camps. Uh, you know, if, if you want to find a sleeper, you want to fire him in Dade County. I mean, this guy's coming from Miami, um, you know, a little undersized. I think he's only like 5'10", 5'11", um, 180. So he might be a little undersized, but we're bringing him to play safety. And again, if you're going to take a flyer on a guy, you, you take him, uh, you take him where we're getting him from. So I got him listed at six one, which seems okay for me. But we'll see. Yeah. I don't know six one don't, and yeah, with a helmet with cleats. Yeah, whatever. You said my, you said Dade County. That's right, North Miami Beach High School, I think, or something like that. Uh, played wide receiver and safety. Um, plays wide receiver and safety. It depends on who you talk to, from what I'm reading. Um, I think IU sees him as a safety, uh, based on what he said in an interview, uh, as a wide receiver, 42 catches, 710 yards and 10 touchdowns last year and three interceptions on defense, uh, in the top league from what I could tell six, a, or something like that in Florida. So I believe that's, um, yeah, as high so as you can get out there. He's rated on ESPN and Rivals. He's not on 247 yet, but not even a um, composite on 247, no, which is weird. Yeah, because I think that's because he has that NA uh, on 247. Gotcha. But what he's rated in Rivals would probably fall at about 85, 86 um, for what that means for you people that don't follow recruiting. He's probably going to be a high, uh, an upper, like above average three star. So probably anywhere from six to 800 in the country. Um, so not, not in that 500 range where we've been living uh, for the last couple of weeks, uh, but this, I mean, this guy's still a top a thousand guy uh, more than likely. So he's, uh, 
He's a, he's a good one in the position of need too. Yeah, offers are are hit or miss. I mean, App State, Florida State, Syracuse, Marshall, the Broncos of Western Michigan. Um, and this guy has pedigree too. I know you're yeah. you're obsessed with pedigree. Big pedigree he's guy. Two cousins who are in the uh, in the NFL. One of them was a all rookie team wide receiver. I cannot remember his name right off the top of my head, but yeah, n- neither can I. But again, it's Seth will know him. I'll find when, him. When you're when you're swinging and, and hitting out of the ballpark, you can take flyers like this. Um, so I I love this signing mostly because of the position of need um, and just you know the geographical footprint. Again, continuing to lay roots in Florida. Yeah, that's what. Uh, oh, here we go. So he's no, he's rated now. Oh, is he? He's officially rated now on 24-7, 87. Uh, Damn, that's way sports. higher than I thought. That's pretty good. 42nd ranked safety, a composite ranking of an 85, like what you said, top 1,000, uh, a nice ranked safety at 69. Um, so he's he's about where we think he's going to be. Uh, Louis Delmas is his cousin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a – was he a wider seat? No defensive back at western michigan second round pick so um all right yeah so moving on from there no other commits until maybe tomorrow any rumblings on your end for this one joe strickland committing tomorrow he but didn't where? Ask, he did me he didn't ask me ever, uh, anything today in ama and he was kind of all over the place he was hyping up iu he was hyping up purdue um everything that i've read it's truly 50 50 it's between um, us and the other school that may not should not ever be named uh, on this on this podcast. Uh, so so what's going for Purdue is family connections. There's a lot of family connections there, and then the position uh, the position group or position coach Mark Hagen. There's a long standing relationship there, but he has a closer relationship with the players. Obviously, there's quite the story to sell with Indiana's defense and the trajectory of the program. So both teams have a lot of pros going for them. Um, Michael, do you know what time he's committing tomorrow? No idea. I couldn't find it either. He joked and said somebody asked and he said 6 a.m. LOL. So <laughs> he was truly trolling people during his AMA today. Man, uh, I saw that Deshaun McCullough maybe who's the one that's coming in next year Deshaun Deshaun yeah Deshaun McCullough had him on his uh Instagram story and all this other somebody like the very first question somebody asked him was like is Joe committing or whatever and they posted I don't know a bunch of stuff on him either way we'll find out it'd be huge man um we may or may not update you guys next week we'll see producer Seth seems to think he's going to IU so he has zero knowledge on that other than just guessing um, all right, so let's get into it. Game six, not week six. We're coming off of a bye. Um, October 9th is our bye week. So week seven of the season, game six. Um, so we're going to move on to game numbers instead of weeks. It's the battle for the old brass spittoon. It's also it, homecoming, and it's also my 35th birthday. Oh, let's yeah. go, old man. October 16th, Memorial Stadium, noon kickoff. TV's probably going to be ESPN, I would think. Um, I just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the season is, is panning out for both of these teams. I'm assuming one will be going this. Well, it's an audio thing, not one a visual going up, podcast. Other going down. One going up, the other one going down. Previous meeting uh, was 
the most boring game of last year. Was it? See, you know what's funny? I don't want to say it was boring. It was boring for the second half. It was weird, I think. I'm not sure we watched this one together. I think this was one where you were like probably busy or something would yeah. call me every touchdown or whatever it was. Yeah, I had, we a, should I, had have. A, I had a wedding right during COVID. That's it. And we sh- we covered the game. Go back and listen to it if you want. We did a recap uh, a, a couple months ago, and we talked more in depth about this, but we should have won this game. <sighs> 48, 56, somewhere in there. Nothing, probably. I mean, they never even got close to scoring. And we had too many dumb turnovers and – a uh, bunch of red zone missed opportunities. Like a, like I think a bun- Chucky missed a, bunch a field goal. Of like, Chucky missed a field goal a, Like on fourth down and goal. We didn't get it twice. Yeah. So we, we had goal to go and got twice and got zero points out of it. Yeah. Um, weird game. Real real weird game. So um, all-time record, Michigan State wi- uh, is winning that 48-17 to 17 with two ties. I don't know. The, the trajectory of these programs, we could win 31 in a row. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not putting it out of – of the realm of possibility yeah maybe and their coach who hopefully will stay for 31 more years is mel tucker seth you got something yeah is he is he the worst coach in the big 10 come Mm. on you're setting us up there um (laughs) more than the obvious answer um of jeff brom no scott frost is worse than jeff brom I'm right. actually going to go as far. Okay. We talking coach recruiters at all encompassing Seth. Who's Maryland's Let me coach? Change it. Do, do they have the least amount of excitement around their program? How about that? Yes. yes. The least to be excited about the least to have rallying cries about, Hey, look at this that we have that we can hang and, our hat on. And Michael's been making me do more research. So the AD actually spoke against this hire. So, you know, it's, it's weird to have your own athletic director come out and say, well, this wasn't our number one choice, but we really believe in him. Like, what a backhanded compliment. Um, so, yeah, for sure. No, Mel Tucker excites nobody. And he clearly, you know, Michigan State didn't even want him. So, yeah, um, that athletic sure. director has no room to talk. Is it the same one that's been there for a while? It is. If so, he has no room to talk about anything. So. Um, yeah. So yeah, Mel Tucker, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be the guy that's, uh, I will. What does this is, you know, and Seth knows I don't do this. What does Purdue have to look forward to? What is exciting about Purdue this year? At least Jeff Brom's like mind, right? Like you have yeah, this I like guess. mystic, like there's oh, David he's Bell a, he's there. A, he's he's an offensive genius. He can sell. He's the quarterback. You know, he was a former NFL quarterback. There's at least things that XFL on on paper that you can uh, that you can sell if you're Jeff Brom. Um, I don't know. What, I don't know what Mel Tucker kind of has in his. Uh, arsenal well, what Purdue, what the, Purdue what had the, a round two draft pick last year and we'll have probably two this year bell and Karloftis. oh yeah that guy i just i don't understand that guy i guess he i don't know didn't pop off to me or i just don't watch any purdue football so i don't ever see him um i know but that yeah. he had he had pretty good stats his whole career i think so and he's huge yeah where'd his brother go Michigan? 
No. They'll be starting across the away from them. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Hopefully. All right. All right. That's enough Purdue talk for now. Uh, anything else on the history lesson before we hop in? To fun fun players? little stat. Um, not much history, but it's his last year. Uh, rushing touchdowns against Michigan State's defense. 20. Just considerable considering the shortened season. Yeah, um, we had one. How, <laughs> yeah, guess, guess how many rushing touchdowns they had? Uh, well, they had zero against us, obviously. Um, they had two all season, all the season, ent- entire season. They had two touchdowns. Hmm. All right. And, and, and again, here's another really weird stat. Um, so obviously they're not running the ball. The time of possession last year, the opponent had it 34 minutes compared to 26. So, I mean, to go back to Seth's question, they just have nothing offensively at all. Um, and so the, the cupboard was bare last year. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to see here coming up that uh, how they filled these deficits uh, is less than stellar. Yeah, and if we thought Western Kentucky had a lot of transfers, well, Michigan State might be the Western Kentucky of the Big Ten. So let's get right into it. Uh, On offense, again, I told you we're going to do quarterbacks as a key player. Uh, (laughs) um, I put all three of their quarterbacks down. They have a Temple transfer, Anthony Russo, not to be confused with, uh, I don't know, future Met or something, Anthony Rizzo. Um, or Rene Russo, award-winning. Or Rene Russo, yes. Uh, Peyton Thorne, Brandon's favorite player on Michigan State, or their newest true freshman, the guy that they've had all the hype about, Hampton, who goes by Hamp. Tatum. Faye. Oh my Hamp Faye. True freshman out of Texas. Um, let's get into Russo real quick. The Temple transfer, a lot of hype. Hype in quotation marks here. Projected starter, really. 2020, he played three games at Temple, 868 yards, nine touchdowns, and six interceptions. That is pretty consistent for his entire career where he's thrown 44 touchdowns, 32 interceptions. I believe he's played there since like 2002. He was, he's been at Temple forever. Um, so he'll, he'll be a one and done in Michigan state. Uh, I'm not sure that he'll play a whole lot because they don't, they have no idea. Nobody has any idea who's, they think it's going to be Russo going in as a starter and then immediately pulled out for Thorne if that's a thing. And then if Thorne's struggling, they're, they're really looking at this Hamp Faye guy to come in here. Uh, Thorne, I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see all three. You think um, you'll see him? I, I think I'm with you. I think they probably, uh, Russo has probably the highest ceiling. Uh, so I think, yeah, they probably go with them. But then, you know, I mean, you look at their schedule, I, th- I have them starting one in five. So I think I think you probably throw in Thorn, and then when they're you know one and eight, two and nine, I think you maybe give good old Hamp the game or two to finish the season. What one in five? You said starting off, yeah, yeah. So they're beating Youngstown State and losing to Nebraska and Western Kentucky. True. We talked. We again. We covered Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky's D's, Yeah. They have a better quarterback. At least they have that. They, they have a better defensive line. Um, you know, they <laughs> there's not too many more things that uh, that Michigan State can say they're better than 
than Western Kentucky. That's true. Maybe one in six, right? One, Dude. two, three, four. I, I, have, I have them okay. going two and ten. They could get to three and nine if they beat Purdue. Yeah. Uh, but all right. Let's get into it. Uh, Peyton Thorne, real quick, dual threat quarterback. We saw him in the second half. Well, I think he came in the second quarter of last he did. last year's game. He did. Uh, nothing stands out a whole lot. I mean, he's good. He's he's decent backup in the Big Ten. Uh, quick with Who, his feet. Who's better? Who's better? Bella Thorne or Xander Diamond? <laughs> uh, Peyton Thorne or Xander Diamond? Yes. That's what um, Xander Diamond, obviously. But pretty pretty comparable, right? And, yes. and Xander Diamond was not. I mean, I love the guy. I mean, again, um, almost single handedly beat Ohio State, right? Which is insane. Um, yeah. It was pass interference in the back of the end zone. Yes, it was. Um, Ricky, poor Ricky Jones. Uh, but I mean that that's a comparable, guys. If you want to look to see who this Peyton Thorne is, I mean, he's basically Xander Diamond. He, he's got but just great bigger. Gr- he's not, he's not a stick figure though. Is the only difference. He's not that much bigger, but he's just not not yeah super duper tiny. And selling million million dollar houses in that dude's rich. California right now. Uh, the other guy that we hyped up, or everybody else is hyped up, I guess. Um, Hampton Fay, true freshman, 6'5, 210, uh, more of a traditional style quarterback, pro style quarterback. He's ranked like the 50th pro style quarterback in the class. Uh, three star out of Texas. Um, kind of looks like Kirk Cousins in the picture that I saw. So, yeah, I mean, Kirky, maybe he's going to be great. I don't know. So uh, moving on to the guys that will be running the football. Uh, you said they scored two total touchdowns on the ground last year, right? Yep. Well, they've got two guys coming in. Both of them are the thirds. Kenneth Walker, the third, a Wake Forest transfer and Harold Joyner. That name sounds familiar. I believe his dad probably played in the NFL or something. Harold Joyner, the third transferring from Auburn. A uh, little backstory. We'll start with Joyner there. No stats last year. He played two games for Auburn and left in October. So he's a little crybaby. Um, he's huge, though, and I would never say that to his face. He's 6'4", 231 pounds at running back. Uh, so he's kind of a beast. So you, you know what? You know who they have. They have uh, – who Who was Xander Diamond's big uh, running back? Big Bacon. Big Bacon. Uh, I mean, that's Tyler Natee. Tyler Natee. That's basically Michigan State this year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. is what did we go that year? Four and eight, um, something like that. Sounds about right. That's yeah, a lot so of wins. There, respect. There, there we go. I think that's exact. That's their team is Xander Diamant and Tyler and T. They're going to go four and eight, just like we went four and eight. Yep. The other guy, Kenneth Walker, is probably going to. I would think he's going to start. Twenty twenty at Wake Forest, he had five hundred seventy nine yards on the ground. He also had thirteen touchdowns. So um, six. And whatever times as many touchdowns as uh, Michigan State had as an entire team on the ground, he had by himself. So uh, through the air, not that impressive. If if they can get the ball up in the air and not to the other team, um, two guys that will be catching the ball that are probably one of them will be playing in the NFL. I would say it's probably Jalen Naylor. Uh, kind of their playmaker, third team, all big 10 led the big 10 in yards per reception last year. Um, but he only had 26 catches, 26 catches, 515 yards and four touchdowns. That's two games for Fry Fogel. Yeah. Yep. One of them was, would have been against, uh, Michigan state last year. So, uh, the other guy, Jaden Reed, I don't remember him from last year, 2020 honorable mention on special teams as a punt returner. 
33 catches, 407 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, other than that on offense, that is it. If you want to call that a strength, that's it because their tight end room is, is bare and their offensive line is going to be a problem. So they actually return every offensive lineman last year. Now they had the third worst offensive line, so that's mm-hmm. not always a good thing, you know, returning five guys that were bad, but they're – there is experience there. I mean, we're talking Michigan state. So we're looking a little bit of glass half full here. We had uh, four sacks. Yeah. Against no, their offensive year. line. Their offensive line is bad and seven TFLs. So better in leadership, Michael, yeah, better in leadership, yeah, whatever, whatever you want to say. Jamar, uh, Jerome Johnson had himself a game and so did Micah. They both did. They were in the backfield all game, five and a half tackles for a loss between the two of them. Um, on their defensive side of the ball, they've really only got two guys to talk about. Uh, their defensive backs and linebackers, which is weird for Michigan State. Usually they have one really good linebacker in the middle. Nothing really going for them right now. I think they lost a couple guys to the NFL. Um, defensive backs, the same guys are coming back, so they should get, uh, I guess, what did you say, veteran leadership back? <laughs> but um, I guess when you're not good, it's hard to get gooder. So, um, uh, defensive line, they've got one transfer in from Duke, uh, defensive end drew Jordan. Uh, he's going to wear number two on the defensive end. He's 2020 career highs. He had 35 tackles, four TFLs and three and a half sacks. That's not that great in the ACC. Um, and then their other guy, I'll let you say his name. I don't know. Jacob something. Nazar. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever you want to say it probably from you just got to say anything like that. Just say it confidently. And it just makes sense. Cause right. I, we did this last week and I said a name and I knocked it out of the park. No I idea. Said if I said Panace- right. Panacea. Yeah. See, I sound, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Panace- he had nine tackles against IU last year in a sack. Pretty good. Pretty good. I don't know if he's any good or not, or if he just tore up Caleb Jones, not sure, but um, we need to get that part of that line figured out. That is it for key players um and the other part of this podcast before we get into the really good stuff which is just brandos randos is key matchups and i'm gonna be totally honest with you i had to pull some stuff out of my rear end to to get anything together as far as a key matchup goes i have two i have two and a half okay well i will start um, I had originally written down turnover battle and then I did push-ups and changed it to takeaway battle. Um, pressure. We got to put pressure on the, the, pr- uh, turnover prone quarterbacks, um, quarterback, I guess. And then the other two were just super inexperienced. So last year we had three interceptions and a fumble recovery, forced fumble and a fumble fumble recovery. So, uh, win the takeaway game and it will be all right. The problem was we had two interceptions through two interceptions. So Mike's got to be a little bit more careful with those tight window passes. I know one of them, one of them was really bad. One of them was like a, and he probably should have had three picks. There was that trick play where they did like a, was it a flea flicker or reverse flea flicker or something? Yeah, and he was threw it way short. Yeah, and he just his... threw it. You don't yeah. have to throw that. You don't have to make that pass there. He wasn't, he was open, but yeah, you're right. He threw it short and off of his back foot and almost intercepted. So I uh, got to be careful there. I guess if they're going to win the game, that's how they're going to win it. Um, 
So on the, on the road, they will need to, they will need to win the takeaway battle and they will need to dominate time of possession. I don't see them doing either one of those, but we really need to be careful on that side. Um, the other one I've got is uh, I use wide receivers versus Michigan state's weak defensive backfield. Uh, could same. be a tie fry show again. Um, is this a DJ Matthews coming out party game? I don't know. I could see him being pretty big across the middle uh, with the lack of linebackers and, and really uh, depth and um, talent at the defensive back position. What do you got? So you took both of mine, um, okay. but I'm going to make up two on the fly because I'm a professional here. Um, so my first one's going to be IU versus stat book, right? You don't, you don't get to the Heisman ceremony. You don't get to the, uh, you know, all these watch lists without, you know, having some games where you got to boost your stats. So, you know, this is, this is a thing that we didn't get to do last year against them that we absolutely have to do this year is, you know, Ty Fry needs to have, you know, a big two quarters because he's not going to play a lot. So he needs to put up 150 yards in the first half. Uh, Michael, Penix needs to probably put up 225 in the first two and a half quarters. Um, this, this is IU versus stat book. Get your licks in early because this is going to be a blowout um, for me there. And then the second one um, is going to be um, IU students back on campus versus homecoming. Um, this is, this is going to be a really, really fun game, uh, for anyone in the stadium. It's probably going to be a really beautiful fall Bloomington day out. Um, and it just feels good. Michael, how many times did we look at the schedule and like, Oh, we're going against Penn state on homecoming. Yeah. It's hard or to pick Iowa that. at homecoming. Yeah. Like, I feel like we've lost the past couple, like the past decade, <laughs> you know, we've, we've lost our homecoming game. If it's not Rutgers. Well, even uh, that one year where we were up like. The Kevin Wilson year where we were up like yeah. 24 at halftime against Rutgers and they came back and beat us. Like it was, you're right. This this should be a good feel-good exactly. homecoming game. Yep. And then so you you've talked trap game a couple of times in this the This one is a, this is another is one. the actual trap game. Now here's my here's my qualifier for that though. If we have if we're undefeated or coming in with just one loss to this game. If we're struggling, if we've if we've lost to Iowa, we've lost to Cincinnati. I don't know, man. Then I this mean, isn't a trap game, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I it's like a must-win game at this point. Yes. Um, but yeah, this is the trap game I'm worried about because you know, I mean, everyone, if we are undefeated, even if we go one and one uh versus Iowa, I still think everyone is staring down probably a top five Ohio State and a top 15 IU, even if we go one and one in Iowa, uh, Cincinnati, I, I think we win both. Um, but regardless, this is the trap game right here. So, um, can't, can't let this one down. Not at all. Yes. 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 Tom yes. Allen, have them ready to play. Um, I don't, I don't know how you can't with Tom Allen. I don't think, uh, I think if, uh, Tom here to talk about trap games in all of these, he'd probably get pretty upset. But this is the real trap game. Yes, I agree. Sorry, I was messing with my lighting. Um, yeah, man, that's it. Anything else before we need to get on to our uh, promo and then on to Brandon's randos? Brando's randos. I'm so sorry. That's all I got. This game's this game's put me to sleep. Um, cool. Uh, well, I'm not even gonna read the whole thing. Uh, and Moan on Track, <laughs> Moan on Track Club. If you like running, check it out. Uh, they run every Tuesday. What is today? Wednesday. They run every Tuesday night. Um. 
at Half Liter Barbecue in Broad Ripple, which is in Indianapolis, if you didn't know that. Um, check it out, man. They got a good, a decent sized group that they, they just, I don't know. I guess that's a thing. They just run together as like for fun. So they just, they do that. That's pretty cool. Uh, so it's not just an apparel shop. Uh, Garrett's super chill too. So IU alum, check out a small business. The link will be in the pro in the profile. What does the profile mean? It will be in like all the promos, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. It'll also be in the show notes. Use the show's promo code leo10 leo10 at uh checkout to get 10 percent off your purchase they do if you want to sun's out guns out because it's nice out the sun's not out right now not when we're recording but it will be tomorrow they do have some really cool like i can't believe he did it because he's so i don't know everything's like gray all the time on all this stuff but it's super super sick but he went like super colored on this one like all like tie dye, dark red, whatever it is. It's super cool looking like acid washed Monon tank. He wore it. I saw it on Sunday. Super cool. Check it out. Monon swag is unbeatable, guys. Yes. Get Monon it. Monon track MTC for life. Uh, LEO 10 at checkout. Now, that is terrible. So sorry. Uh, moving on to Brando's Randos. And I think we have a Seth, 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 Seth or something in there too. Yeah. I've had one and a half high noons. Like I'm not even into it yet. I just, this game is like, yeah. So I've already teased um, where I think Michigan state finishes, but I'm, I'm curious here uh, what Seth and Michael, you think, Uh, where does Michigan state finish in the big 10 East this season? Hmm. You got a, you got a new coach with Rutgers. Do we Um, like Rutgers? A lot of hype behind that team. Do we like Maryland? I'm gonna say Maryland's the only team with a quarterback, but I think I mean they're bad overall. I'm gonna say they finish seventh. They finish last in the Big Ten East. Yeah, I'm not sure they. I'm not sure they could beat Rutgers on the road, and they will struggle to beat maryland at home other than that i mean i only have them beating youngstown state and maryland at home it's only two wins i i I have them i can see them beating nebraska remember they showed up they beat somebody last i want to say they beat somebody last year they beat michigan that was was, right and we're like wait what but that was before we knew michigan was garbage water trash oh they beat uh northwestern that's the one i was thinking of they beat number eight northwestern at home <laughs> what is that peyton lombardi threw for 161 yards <laughs> like what an awful trash game and they beat him so uh yeah so you're going last. with last producer seth where are you going i have him seventh as well the winner of the rutgers michigan state game stays out of the cellar in the east gotcha um here's a little bit of a deeper question michael um is msu more Rutgers or IU? And what I mean by that is Rutgers is perennially last place. Um, IU would have a good season and then, you know, sprinkling a couple of bad, good season, then a couple of bad. I think we, we all kind of throughout this say Michigan State has nothing to offer. They're going to be bad for a while. But are they going to be Rutgers bad over the next half a decade or are they more 
previous IU? I think I don't know the history of Michigan State. From what I understood, they weren't they weren't good before. Always like a, a power. I wouldn't say power. Yeah, they were a powerhouse there for a while. Um, I would say probably IU. I mean, I don't know, dude. You can't say IU has been good. I'd say IU probably. I'd say okay. they have a couple four and eights, three and fives, and then they they change their coach and then they get they're right back on it again. Got it. Okay. I see what you're saying. Whereas Rutgers has changed their coach a couple times and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They're they're last in the Big Ten every time. So yeah, that's you, their you recruiting is nice right now. I can't imagine what violations they're doing to get those kids. So but... many bad. <laughs> they are ranked and, and, fourth in the Big Ten right now for next year's th- class. This it it wouldn't be Brando's Randos if there wasn't a uh, a shot at Purdue. So oh God, we've done enough, haven't we? Who is who's fired first, Mel Tucker or Jeff Brom? Oh, that's easy. Jeff uh, Mel Tucker. So you're not. So he's only in year two. So we got five years. So they they're at least going to give him this year and next year. So you think they give him three three full I, years if they I, if he wins? Yeah, four games over the next two years. No, I think he gets fired after his third year. So, yes, you're right. <laughs> when they win four games over the next two years, he'll be fired. I don't know how close Braum is. If, if, okay, let's look at, I'm gonna, let me look at Purdue's schedule real quick. You go ahead, Seth. What do you think? I don't want to speak ill of Jeff oh, Braum. Oh, God. Uh, there's a good chance they both get fired after next year. Yeah. Let me look at Purdue's schedule. Purdue is probably less likely to fire him because we're so budget conscientious and he's got a lot of money owed to him. Uh, so that would be the only reason I'd think he, uh, Jeff Brom, might stay on longer, unless obviously results. Can I, with hmm, Oregon State, are, is Purdue favorite? Yes or no? At home? Yes. Three point favorite? Yeah. It'll be whatever the neutral, it'll be whatever the home field advantage. They will be favorite. And I'm just, I'll, I'll count this out right now. One, two, three. Three games. If they win three games, he's got to go, right? I'm counting I think, this. I I'm, counting this. I'm counting this. Oregon State. I'm counting this. Oregon State, UConn, Illinois. I don't know anything about Minnesota this year. There's no way. They beat Michigan State at home. Who? Purdue. Oh, I just saw Michigan State. Sorry. Sorry. So there's Michigan four. State. So I think they four. need to somewhere find one more to keep Bromer. I think they have to get the five. Maybe at Nebraska or Northwestern at home. I, don't I know. think I have us penciled in five and seven, six and six is kind of our ceiling. Yeah. I think anything below five is. So the hinge games trouble. Minnesota at home, Nebraska. Nebraska on the road. I would say Northwestern at home and Michigan state. Those are the four or Michigan. That's not a hinge. You should, you should beat Michigan state. But if we lose, that's, if you lose, okay. then we're, then Jeff Brown might win this, this, right. <laughs> this uh, contest. Yep. I, I, I think it's Mel Tucker um, strictly be a Kent again. Um, I'm not just saying this because of producer Seth. I think, I think the Purdue team has more to sell than uh, Michigan State. And I also think Michigan State's desire to win quickly will outweigh Purdue's um, willingness to win quickly. Um, so that's why I'm going Mel Tucker. Um, but what about you, Michael? I'm going Tucker too. I, yeah. 
I don't see them doing a whole lot. Let me see. Okay, here's what Michigan or here's what ESPN has for Purdue. I just found this projected wins five and five point eight. Okay, likely wins UConn, Illinois at Northwestern, mm-hmm. and Oregon State. Is Northwestern going to have a down year? Who knows? I guess I don't know. Relative toss ups, and I cannot believe we're in this one. Pat Michigan Fitzgerald State is, a, is an NFL bound coach. Apparently. Yeah, true. Michigan State, Minnesota, Indiana in a relative toss up. Here's here comes ready for this one, guys. Everybody sit down, please. You should be sitting down. You're probably like in your office or in your car. <laughs> Likely losses. Now, remember, relative toss ups. IU is in that. Here comes the ESPN bias. National bias. Likely losses at Nebraska. Very first one listed. Yeah. And then at Notre Dame, at Iowa, at Wisconsin, at Ohio State, which all four of those make total sense. There's no way that you're going to put relative toss up IU and then have likely losses at number. I hate the national media. I hate them. Everyone knows I'm a degenerate. That game will be between a 15 and 18 point spread. I'd put it at 17 and a half. Which one are you talking about? The, the IU Purdue game. Ooh, 17. That's high. That's high at Purdue. So you got to You got to think. So we're, we're, again, I think the team gets the four wins. So the, they'll be four and seven out of bowl contention. IU will probably be eight and three, nine, no, eight and three, nine and two at that point. So a, one team the, has a lot a to play upsets, for. Nine and two. Yeah. One team has a lot to play for. One team has nothing to play for. We've seen that IU Purdue matchup are blowouts one way or the other. You know, I mean, we know we know the la- the most recent game was overtime, but these games normally have been blowouts when one team has something to play for and one team doesn't. And, and that's what I think we have here. But anyway, it's for wow. another podcast. <laughs> I'm with Seth on that one. I, I don't see I don't see Would you cap end. it at 12 and a half then? No, 10 and a half. I'd yeah, cap it at 10 and a half. I'd cap it at 10 and a half. Um, but although I did see Michael Pinnock's Instagram story today and his arms. Uh, he, he's an Avenger. He's he's a straight up Marvel character at this point. So maybe 12 and a half. Two and a half more points just for those guns. All right. Tri- trivia question. Um, there's no way you guys get this, but I, I just kind of want to talk about it. Have you been to Michigan State an away game there, Michael? No. I have been to a Michigan State Purdue game though, which is sounds terrible, but in yeah. West Lafayette. So so maybe and so Seth said he's been, so maybe he knows that. They brag about their tailgating and they have their they tailgate in this area. Do you know what they call their tailgating area? Can't think of it. It's so lame. Sparta? No. So they don't call it's nothing cool like the Grove. I mean, our I use is kind of lame. You know, it's the fields. Um, you know, but there's not anymore. The, I know. Uh theirs is the tennis courts. Their cool thing is to like rage and party and throw like a like everyone goes nuts on their tennis courts on campus. Hmm. I've also heard their stadium's just like a concrete. Dude, it's falling apart. It like, looks like yeah. Wrigley Field. Like there looks like there's concrete blocks. You got a couple Cub one, fans on here. Be careful. Um, looking to fall. Oh, Wrigley Field, a dump. It's one of the most iconic places in all of sports, but the actual stadium's a dump. 
um, as is Michigan State's stadium. So, God, I'm just so glad we don't. Hopefully, we don't have to hear "Go Green, Go White" in our own stadium this year. So, no, no, they'll they'll get the ball first. They'll get two first downs. We'll hear it, and then they won't get a first down the rest of the game. All right. Well, even if they're fan, maybe their fans won't show up. I don't know. We'll see. All right. That's it. Speaking of fans showing up, the annoyings from uh, what do they call it? The annoyings from Columbus will be traveling to Columbus West, a.k.a. Bloomington uh, next week for game seven. That's Ohio State at home, Ohio State uh, at home. Um, yeah. Gear yourself up for that one. Uh, we will cover that game next week. And until then, I will talk to everybody later. Elio. 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 He said it. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio. Elio.